The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G Cobb and Micah Warren. What's going on, everybody? This is G Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Micah Warren. Uh, I'm joined by Bob Cunningham, who's a contributor to GCobb.com. Bob, what's going on, man? Yeah, not a whole lot. Trying to keep up with everything going on today. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if a ton of things happened today or it's not nearly as much. Uh, a lot of people, last couple of days, a lot of people cut, people signed. Uh, I, I don't know that there was really that many, you know, big names moving. Obviously, Julie Pep- Julius Peppers to uh, Chicago. Uh, we can talk about that. And Quan Bolden finally traded after all these years. Um Dante Robinson to the Falcons. There was a lot of a lot of activity, um, a, lot, a lot of activity, and then the players that you thought, the Cowboys, the Redskins, nothing. You know, the Cowboys. I, I didn't even hear their name come up today, except maybe that they were interested in Cromarty at some point. Um, and then, and then you're sifting through all this news going on, who's visiting who, and the rumors and all this nonsense. Like, hey, Big Ben raped someone again. <laughs> Jesus, dude, what are you doing, man? This guy. This guy is either a, a total scumbag or a total moron. Like you, you can't. Keep, you got to be careful as an athlete or a celebrity. You can't keep putting yourself in this position. Whatever you're doing, you're doing something wrong. Um, but but through all that, what do you think was the biggest move today? Was, was it Peppers? Was it Big Ben? What stood out to you the most? Oh man, you, you got to start uh, with Peppers. Obviously, I mean that was. Uh... You kind of got the feeling that once he uh, landed in Chicago, that they weren't going to let him leave. No. They threw a they threw a ton of money at him, though. I think he got uh, he got really overpaid. Uh, but uh, other than that, I think it's, uh, Chester Taylor was a shocker. I didn't think he'd go anywhere that he wouldn't be the guy right away. Uh, so that was that was kind of surprising. Yeah, I thought I thought the Bears got a deal there. I mean, uh, I was reading Sean Jensen the Chicago Sun Times. Well, it's a little surprising for for a thirty one year old. Mm, not really. It was four years, twelve and a half million. He got seven million guaranteed. That, that's def, definitely a, a nice contract. But you know, I was talking with a friend of mine this week, and we were talking about Thomas Jones and Chester Taylor, and, and saying, you know, who would you rather have? Because Thomas Jones, well, he's like thirty two now too. He had fourteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns last year. Mm. But you look at the tread on the tires. Chester Taylor's only started one year. I mean, he's, for a 31-year-old, you would think he's he's not, you know, worn down too much, right? Yeah, I think that I think that was even his only year over uh, 200 carries. I, don't, I think outside of that year, he hasn't even uh, reached 200. So, yeah, he's uh, sparsely used and uh, could have another, you know, few years left in him. 
Right, you know, and I, I, I did like that because I'll tell you, if you can block a little bit, I know they got rid of Pace, who is, he just can't play anymore. Um, they didn't block terribly well for Forte last year, and I think Forte got a lot of the blame for that. But if you block a little bit, I'll take Chester Taylor and Forte going as my backs into a season. Absolutely, yeah, but how much are they going to get used in a Mike March offense? Oh, completely, completely different argument. I mean, that's a completely different problem I have with the Bra- uh, with the Bears right now. I mean, not not only that, it's a good point because they don't use that. One of your one of your biggest offensive weapons, maybe your biggest offensive weapon, doesn't even get used. <laughs> you use Greg Olson. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I and then they bring in another tight end. What's that? Then they brought in another tight end in uh, Manu Malayuna. So, right, but he wants him to block, so he's not going to really throw it to him. Yeah, uh, but how often is Mike Martz going to use a two tight end set? He doesn't. He doesn't even use one. So I'm wondering what happens with Olsen. Uh, again, another example. Then this really irritates me when you have X amount of personnel, and they bring in a coach who has a scheme that fits none of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, well, you're setting yourself back a couple of years while we wait for you to get your scheme set there, Martz. And there's a reason you were out of football last year, because you're not the genius everyone thinks you were with Kurt Warner and Holt and Bruce and Falk. You know, yeah. I, think, I think you and I could have put something together to, uh, to run that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree getting back to Peppers. $40 million over three years guaranteed. That's Hainsworth money. Yeah, yeah, and they're both the same kind of players, and that their heart gets questioned. Uh, and I'm not sure that you want to invest that kind of money in them. No, I, I, I wouldn't. And when the Eagles were linked to them, I was thinking, you know what? Let's see what they do with that. Because uh, you know, I'm sure you read all day today that the Eagles and Patriots had offers on the table if he was able to leave Chicago. Mm-hmm. The Eagles and Patriots were offering the 10 million a year range. Yeah, That's substantially a little bit more palatable. Less. But were you one of the ones? Did you want the Eagles to get him, or did you think uh, some, let someone else overpay? At the right price, I would have loved to have Peppers in Philly, but he wasn't going to come at the right price. He was going to get overpaid, and if uh, someone in the conference wants to have to deal with that when he doesn't put up like they want him to, well, then that's on them. I mean, he's going to get paid around $13 million a year, so if he has 13 sacks, Every year, that's a million dollars a sack. He's not going to have 13 sacks. So. And he's 30. I mean, he's not yeah. a kid anymore. Not to say he can't play, but, I mean, it, 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 I'll be interested to see what happens there. Uh, to me, Chicago, you're looking at a guy in Lovey Smith and Jerry Angelo that are they're not stupid. They've got to they gotta start winning another out of there. Mm-hmm. So, at first I thought, wow, I was a little surprised, but not really. I mean, these guys are these guys are gone if they don't do it. Now, the second best defensive end on the market uh, is Aaron Cantman, and he's been linked to the Eagles. He's another one. I, if you get a good deal on him, fine. He hasn't had double-digit sacks since '07, although he didn't have nine and a half in '08. He's 30 and he's coming off a major knee injury. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I really don't know about that one. Would, obviously, at the right price, you get, if you get a good deal on him, you love it. But you think someone's going to break the bank on him? Uh, obviously not Pepper's money, but yeah, somebody might overpay a little bit, you think? Yeah, well, I think, I think all the free agents are, are looking to get overpaid because of how limited the market is. But it looks like he wants to come to Philly. It looks like the Eagles are uh, at least very interested in that they're talking to him, and uh, I'm hearing he could come in for a visit some at some point this weekend. Now, Glazer said he was going to today, but uh, retracted that. That didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, I think if they can get him at the right price, that uh, the Eagles won't let him leave Philly. 
Yeah, we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens with that. Another another uh, big name that is a looks like it's close to to moving on is Antrell Roll with the Giants. Um, I think if they sign him, whatever they pay him, it's probably worth it. Their safeties, and you know, I was talking to another friend of mine about the NFC East. The safeties in this division are terrible. I mean, M- Michael's good, but not when he's got what he had next to him this year. I mean, he was trying to play two positions, and he didn't play one. He, he was not very good this year. Ken Hamlin's okay, I guess. The Giants have their best safety has a degenerative knee condition. Who knows what, he, what Kenny Phillips is going to ever do. Other than that, Drek, I mean, just awful. They had Aaron Roth playing safety. They had CeCe Brown. Oh, my yeah. God, was he, was he a, the butt of a joke in New York for a long time? He's terrible. Uh, and LaRon Landry, I guess, you know, is not as good as people thought he'd be. So I saw I, I saw the people just all linked to the Cowboys, Giants, the Redskins. I'm like, I guess they have all the same need. I mean, I can't blame the Giants for making this move. I can't imagine that he's not an instant upgrade over anything they put out there. Yeah, he absolutely is. But how much money is he looking to get? I mean, he's talking about $8 million a year. He's not nearly worth that. He's worth about half that. Probably. Oh, I, I agree. But for, to the Giants, I mean, they need, their secondary is garbage. Absolute yeah, I mean, the garbage. desperation went out. What's that? Uh, the desperation went out, and they you know, just kind of say, fine, here's the money, uh, do something for us. I think they put a blank check on the uh, on the table and just slid it over to him. Yeah. You fill this out, Antro, whatever you want. We're terrible in the back. Yeah, just don't let Deshaun Jackson kill us again. <laughs> yeah, it was, so that was bad. Um, Dante Robinson to the Falcons. And, and here's another perfect – it's the same exact thing. The Falcons are lousy in the back. Their secondary is terrible. I've been a Dante Robinson fan. He does get hurt, though. Um are you are you glad you think it's a good move for the Falcons? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a real good move for the Falcons. Uh, I'm a I'm a Robinson fan. Uh, he seems to be a a good, well-rounded corner, and he can even uh, lay a lick or two here or there. So uh, I think it's a good move. I didn't see the numbers on him though, so I'm just uh, hoping they didn't overpay him. Let's look. Um, I thought it was not... six years, but I didn't see a number for it. I don't have that either. I'm seeing that he signed for six years. I, well, you know why? Probably, too, is I think the last report I saw there was that that wasn't going to be finalized until Sunday. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how anyone could predict that. <laughs> well, this isn't going to get finalized for two days, and I didn't be that accurate with it. Um, obviously, the, uh, the other big deal that just came down, uh, Bolton to the Ravens. And it, it kind of reminds me, remember last year when the Eagles had two first-round picks? Anybody that was potentially available by a trade, uh, the Eagles were lumped in because they had two first-round picks. didn't matter if they didn't need whoever it was being talked about. It, that's how the Ravens are with wide receivers. Any wide receiver come oh, got to include the Ravens. So they finally got their wide receiver. Flacco's finally got someone to throw to. Do you like the move for the Ravens? Love it. I thought as soon as I heard Bolden was available for only a third-round pick, Ravens had to be salivating at that. That's just unreal. Not only that, but then they only uh, have to shell out about seven million a year for Bolden, which I thought he was going to uh, demand a whole lot more than that. But apparently he's just uh, happy to be out of Arizona. Yeah, and I'm sure Arizona's happy to not have to – hear him complain anymore about wanting you know Fitzgerald type money which in the end obviously he didn't get nor 
you know, was he asking? But he goes to a place Flacco could really use him. Um, you know, you look at his other weapons. I mean, who knows what's going on? Derek Mason's ancient. Anybody else. Clayton is okay at best. Yeah. L.J. Smith and, and Todd Heap, uh, uh, do they even get on the field anymore? Todd sure. Heap came on. Todd Heap was okay last year. He stayed relatively healthy and, and performed pretty well for them. But uh, I would like to see how many balls he had thrown his way. It was probably a whole lot really the only thing they had. Yeah, they definitely need to make this move. And, you know, they could go in and draft a wide receiver, but for a third and a fourth round pick, you get Bolden and a fifth. Yeah. Uh, you the can't steal. beat that. You're not going to get that in the draft, and you don't have to wait for him to develop. He's all ready to go. But uh, we'll come back on the other side and talk some more NFL free agency. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. It's all about action. Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle, whether it's basketball, off the glass, football, Come on. golf, racing, or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. To the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. Busy, busy, busy day in the NFL today. It is kind of like Christmas on t- today, though, with the NFL free agency. It's fun to watch. Uh, although not as good this year. Not as good this year. And, and we'll go to that in, in a second with the restricted free agents. Um, 
I'm with Bob Cunningham and Jason Ashworth, and uh, we're going to go through some of the NFL activity today, which was a little bit slower. As many, as, as many things happened today, all the restricted free agents because of the, uh, the end of the CBA and the uncapped years, you have extra you know, guys that were, should have been unrestricted free agents. They're restricted. Um, but one of the things, too, I don't know if you guys noticed today. I'm sure you did. God, news is all over. Uh, Brandon Marshall is supposed to fly to Seattle tomorrow. He's been tendered, though. He's a restricted free agent. They tendered him at the first-round level. Now, I'm kind of curious what you guys think on this. I have to think Denver takes less. I mean, they've got to be done with this pain in the butt who has he's a phenomenal talent. No one doubts that. But, man, is he a pain. Do you think if he goes to Seattle and they work out, uh, they work out an offer sheet, do you think in any way the Broncos match it or, or if they're even willing to take less than that first rounder, Jay? No. No, I don't think there's any way they match. I think that's why they kind of pulled back on, uh, on what they were tendering because they want to they wanna position it so they can trade him. And, I mean, if you're, the, if you're Denver, what, I think you'd get the sixth pick for him. If you can get the sixth pick for Brandon Marshall, uh, I mean, I think you'd be silly not to pull. I don't think it makes sense for Seattle to go ahead and, and surrender. Uh, the first round pick for Marshall, given uh, where they are as an organization as a football team. I think um, it's the 14, though, just so you know. I read something where it would be the 14. Are you sure, are you sure it's 14? Based on, well, based on what I read today, but, I mean, what what percentage of crap did I read today that was not true? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, o- I'm only pulling that from, uh, again, yeah, well, I guess it's, it's just a matter of who you're listening to. I was actually uh, going based off Sal Pal. Uh, but, I mean, I, they have two first-round picks, so I don't know which one it would come down to. He was mentioned the sixth-round pick. Uh, if it's a sixth-round pick, yeah, if I'm Denver, I'd jump all over that. If it's the 14th, at least, it makes you think. Uh, I mean, I know eight spots isn't a huge difference. You're still a first-round pick, but I think you'll agree. If you're getting anywhere in that top eight, that top ten, then, I mean, <laughs> I would consider trading a lot of people uh, for that pick right now. Yeah, what do you think, Bob? Would you give up a first-rounder? I mean, if you can sign an offer sheet, because he's not going to be free. You know, you still got to pay him. That, that's part of it. Would you give up a first-rounder, and you think uh, the Broncos would take less? Man, it's tough to uh, to give up the sixth overall pick for Marshall. I mean, he, he is a great talent and everything, but uh, – you just don't know uh, what kind of baggage you're getting with him. Uh, he's he's not called Baby T.O. for nothing. Uh, so, yeah, the sixth overall pick would be tough. Maybe they can work something out, you know, uh, next year's first-round pick or something. But I think Denver is uh, definitely willing to listen. They want someone to take him off their hands. They don't want to pay him. They don't want to deal with him. McDaniels has had enough. So uh, I think it gets done somewhere. Maybe not Seattle. I don't know. But he's, he won't be in Denver. What I don't get, too, and this kind of bugs me, you know, what did Seattle win? Four games last year, five games? Does anyone know? Five, I think. It was five, yeah. A whopping five games. You don't need a wide receiver. You have bigger problems. Uh, they might need both of those first-round picks. Uh, you know, Hushmanzada was there. I'm not a huge Hushmanzada fan. I know they lost Burleson today to the Lions. I just don't – I mean, how long were Hushmanzada and Chad Johnson together in Cincinnati? Would they ever win? And, and now you talk about – I mean, there was rumors of T.O. to Cincinnati. I think that's been debunked by uh, Bob Glauber of Newsday. It's not going to happen. Um, but all the Cincinnati fans I'm reading, they're getting all excited. Oh, my God, T.O. and Chad Johnson. What does that get you? Nothing. It gets you – like, wide receivers just don't win championships. That's not the difference. So, so I wonder why would Seattle – like you said, uh, the sixth overall pick or 14, those are, those are high picks, very high picks. 
to and the only why. argument I think you could make um, for doing something like that is at least if you're going to guarantee money to somebody, a lot of money, you guarantee somebody that's played before. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, I think Micah, the reason they're doing it, because, I mean, you're absolutely right. You're not going to find a wide receiver that's going to win you a championship. Um, but, I mean, it's the splash effect, the effect of uh, bringing a name, bringing some presence to Seattle. I mean, Brandon Marshall, I mean, far be it for me, uh, he's still young. He's still one of the most gifted wide receivers in the league. Um, so he still has a ton of talent there. Now, I can't say there's a ton of talent. I mean, I'm not sold on that team at all. I like Justin Forsett. I like the fact that they made a move to a younger running back interested to see what he can do. But now you're talking about you know, T.J. Hush, uh, Forsett, who's an unproven young uh, running back, and then you have Brandon Marshall. That's your, that's your squad, really. Uh, so they have a lot more moves to do, but the bottom line is they're trying to make an impact via a name to bring some attention to Seattle. Don't downplay your quarterback with back injuries. If you got one of those two, don't take that full out of the gun. Bob, what do you think of Hasselbeck? Are you as done with him as I am? I mean, what happened to him? He fell off a cliff. Yeah, a couple of years ago, um, maybe not a call, a few years ago, you're looking at this guy thinking, you know, he, he, uh, when he took him to the Super Bowl, he might be a franchise quarterback. Uh, you know, he looks real good. And then I, I don't know if it was injuries or what, because, I mean, honestly, I'm out here near Philly. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to what's going on in Seattle. But uh, it was diff- it's difficult to watch. You know, you see he's getting beat up and uh, just I, – I have no idea what's going on. But bringing in Hoosh didn't work. He wasn't any good this year either. They need a young quarterback. Uh, you know, maybe Jimmy Clawson falls to them at six or, or something like that. But I don't think they should be spending it on a receiver when they need a quarterback or someone to replace uh, Jones. Or They need line help. Too much that spend on a receiver. That's what I was going to point out. Line. I mean, they had the best offensive line in the business when Hasselbeck was at the best, and when they could run the ball effectively with Sean Alexander, you're right. Made his job a lot easier. Now that that line's kind of dismantled, there's more focus put on Hasselbeck, less time, less. Uh, I mean, less to take off his shoulders, and I think he's really been. Uh, I don't want to say exposed. I think that's an unfair word to use for Matt Hasselbeck because I don't want to say he's exposed, but just put at risk. I put at risk a lot more, uh, and that in turn, I guess if you have to use the word exposed, uh, use it as you will. Well, the injuries, and you, 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 you guys make a good point. You can't downplay losing, uh, you know, like a Walter Jones and and uh, Hutchinson combination on the left. I mean, that's that's pretty dominant over there, and then losing that, yeah, and then you lose, like you said, Alexander, and the the, the team kind of falls apart. They need a lot more. And Brandon Marshall. And just to keep it in the NFC West in the division, I was thinking about this today watching Arizona. What's, what's going to happen to Arizona this year, and how much can they stand? They lost Kurt Warner to retirement. They traded away Anquan Bolden today. I know they got Steve Bresson, who they like. No, he's not as good as Anquan Bolden. Antrell Roll is about to sign with the Giants. Carlos Dansby is in South Florida. Uh, who's left? We got Larry Fitzgerald. We got Tarnell Dockett. How big of a step back can this team take this year? Well, they're going to take a huge step back, and I think they understand that. I think they know that just uh, internally they know that when Kurt Warner retired, they're going to take a step back. And then with that, uh, they're going to get what they can now for Anquan Bolden. I think it's a smart move uh, for them to move Bolden because, in all reality, they're not, I mean, they're not going to make a push for a championship with Matt Leiner. And I think uh, <laughs> via the, the fire sale here, just save some cap, save some money while they can. They'll let guys like uh, Dansby Walker, they'll, they'll go ahead and move guys around, uh, i.e., <clears throat> Antrell Roll, let him go. Play where he's going to play. Darnell Dockett, who knows what's going to happen with him. 
Uh, I think they're in fire mode right now. Uh, if you can have one in football, uh, are you? Are you? Are you changing your opinion on Matt Liner from what you told me a few weeks ago on this very program? What, what did I tell you oh, on this even, very program? Were, Bob, I swear he was sticking up for Liner. I was here. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, I'm so happy we're on radio here, because if you want to re-rack those tapes, by all means, re-rack them, big oh, we're man. Gonna, we're what did I, I say about Liner? Uh, you said they didn't know what they had in them, that he could be good. No, I said they didn't know. All I said was they didn't know what they had in him. I think they've I think they've seen a whole lot of what they have in line. It's uh it's not all that great. I think they have a uh, kid who likes the idea of being an NFL quarterback more than he likes actually being an NFL quarterback. I would have but to do any of us know who he is? Do any of us know who he is though? I've I'm seen pictures of who he is. No, a great quarterback. And I even I, said I even said on here I think we all know Ken Wisenhunt isn't sold on Matt Liner. But the, at the end of the day, nobody really knows if Matt Liner can hack it or not. The same like nobody really knows if Kevin Cobb can hack it or not. I do That's because I saying. judge players and people based on their beer bong photos with girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I stand corrected. <laughs> no, but 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 the point is there, and, and we all agree. Look, Liner's not Warner, and. Well, I, I was watching all the the Cardinals players running around. I'm like, wait a minute, how many inside? I start counting them up. You know, how many guys can you lose? They, I, I would say they take a huge step back, but that division is so bad. You can take three steps back and still win it. I mean, Oof. I didn't hear the Niners at all today. Did anybody hear anything about the Niners today? No. David Carr visited. Yeah, okay, you're right. I did, I did see that. Okay, so he's... The only, the only thing I heard about the Niners... Overall picks. The only thing I heard about the Niners today is just, there's just some interest in, uh, in Aaron Campman. Uh, there seems to be a handful of teams. Hey, your boys over there in Seattle are interested in him, too. Obviously, that's pertinent because I know the Eagles uh, would like to at least make a play for him. Whether that pans out or not, I, I think there's interest there. But as far as other moves, I don't know. I mean, what do they have, two first-round picks, the Niners? Um, yeah, I think, I think so. First round they got it from they, Carolina, they right? Be, yeah, so they may be content uh, on just riding this out uh, and letting everyone spend where they want and, and building their team. But they have a good team, make no mistake about it. San Francisco has a running game. They have a solid defense uh, with Crabtree. That, that's, that's your weapon on the outside. Now, their question is a quarterback. And if they're going to give their vote of confidence to Alex Smith, then I mean, they may, may be content on just riding out and, uh, and addressing their needs in the draft. And quarterback is a is a <laughs> when you don't have that that is a, a bit a big problem. But you know what? Sure. One of the things we saw today too, um, Bob. I want to get your take on this. There were some big statements made by teams who said nothing and did absolutely nothing. And Bob and I kind of talked about this before with a guy like Antrell Roll getting eight million, Peppers getting forty over three years. I almost think it's just as strong a statement to sit and do absolutely nothing and let other teams go out and spend their money like this on guys who. They're getting overpaid. I mean, Bob. Well, I mean, no, hold on. Are they really getting overpaid? What's that? Are they, are they really? I, I, I. The only reason I'm bringing this up is, I, I mean, I understand with the CBA, we don't know what's happening next year, and it is a risk. It is a risk that some teams are taking. If you're going to guarantee Peppers forty million, I understand that's a little bit of a risk. But is paying Peppers thirteen? Thirteen million a guaranteeing him thirteen million a season for the next three years. Is that overpaid for Julius Peppers? Yeah, he's what was it? Two years ago, he had two sacks. Is that right, Bob? Is yeah. That oh, right? Okay, I'm two and a half. I think he's made the the Pro Bowl for 
five years or whatever it is. All right, let's we'll finish. We've we got more year. to discuss on the other side. we got to take a break. We'll come right back with more football arguments on GCOB in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. See you in a minute. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports hey football fans are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the buffalo bills and the national football league are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football instead of answering your questions they prefer to listen to themselves and when they don't like what you're saying they just cut you off well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. It's all about action. Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle, whether it's basketball, off the glass, football, golf, racing, or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. To the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, we're back on this first day of NFL free agency. I got Jason Ashworth on the line. We are with Bob Cunningham, and now we got our buddy G Cobb. What's going on, G? How you doing? Busy Crazy day. day. Yeah, busy day. Um, you know, it's, it's you got to give uh, the Bears. I mean, the Bears made a big splash. Uh, we'll see whether they're going to be able to do something about it. But it's, you know, it's kind of astonishing. You know, coach gets in trouble, and then all of a sudden you got a sense of urgency there in Chicago. You know, and and they make the uh, the big move with Peppers and. And also with uh, Chester Taylor. Well, Gene, that's what we're arguing about here. This is what we're arguing about. No denying Peppers is a freak. He's a great talent. $40 million over three years. I mean, this is a move to me, like you said about the coach. This is a coach that knows he's gone if he doesn't do something. This is a GM that knows he's gone if he doesn't do something. 
Do you think they overspend for Peppers? Well, uh, you know, without a doubt, it's, you know, it's a lot of money and everything. Uh, but in their situation, they don't think they overspent because it's a do or die. Now, in the long term, maybe they did. But, you know, in the short term, you know, what would they pay to keep their jobs? I mean, you know, <laughs> Pepper, they, you know and, and they realize, look, you know, they got to get pressure on the quarterback. And probably if Peppers comes, just the fact that he's going to be uh, demanding a double team is going to make the guys on the defensive line better, which will make their secondary better. And uh, really, as a team, it's making them better because, you know, they're bringing in March. Uh, I think Chester Taylor is going to definitely help them. And, you know, they have the potential of doing some things. they just got to get, you know, I, I don't know if March is going to be able to teach him this because he's a wild gunslinger too. But to teach, you know, Jay Cutler to make sure that, you know, he, he's careful with the football. That's, that's the biggest problem. Uh, and if they do that and, and play better defense, you know, they're going to win some games. Yeah, you know, and they didn't, they didn't block terribly well uh, last year. Matt Forte took the blame, as we mentioned before. They bring in Chester Taylor, who I like, at 31 years old, doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires. He really doesn't. He's been backing up everybody except for, what, 06 when he had 1,200 yards to the Vikings. Um, well, you know, the, the thing about him, though, you know, and this concerns me about guys like that, is that when you start asking them, asking them to do more, then you find out their limitations, you know. Now, he, he was great, you know, in Minnesota – but you got to remember that he was only in there at some, you know, at times, uh, and a lot of times when he came in there, they kind of take him for granted because they're going, Phew. you know, we got that nut out of there, out of here, you know. I mean, the guy, um, and so I think they take it easy a little bit. I think it might be a little different there, you know. And plus, you know, the key is, you know, if you don't have the big boys moving people out of the way, you know, all of a sudden you don't look as good. Right, and they did bring in Brandon Montemayuna, who's because uh, Mark loves his tight ends to block, which is going to be great for Greg Olson. That's going to work out real well. Well, that's um, going to be a problem, and you can see they were talking about that being a problem. Uh, Mark said he can he can find something to do with a good tight end. Well, we'll find out. I, you know, I, yeah, you I can think trade that's, him. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you can trade him. That's right. But, uh, so, so the Eagles supposedly had offers on the table for the uh, Eagles and Patriots had offers on the table should, should Peppers have come loose. And the reports I saw were they were offering somewhere in the neighborhood of $10 million a year, which to me makes a little more sense. Uh, so I wasn't totally shocked they didn't get Peppers. Now, gee, I want to know, Will Witherspoon wasn't great last year. Uh, he started off all right and then faded. Really? Are they in position to be cutting linebackers? They have awful depth at linebacker. Are they in position well, to be losing these guys? Well, uh, the thing I think they're going to do is, uh, you know, I, I really didn't understand it, especially with what you gave up for him. Um, but obviously, you know, I know that I think they've got their starters. I think they're going to go with uh, Foku is going to be the strong side backer, I think. Awesome. And I, th I think that uh, Keem Jordan will be on the weak side and Bradley will be in the middle. And I, I think they're comfortable with that. But um, I'm not. You know, I mean, you know, they're not great. Uh, you know, the they just, you know, uh, you know, they're expecting a lot out of Bradley. And you, you know, when you know when you're coming out of uh, knee surgery, a lot of times you're not yourself for a while. So, you know, I, I hope people are going to be ready for that rather than say, you know what, man, Bradley's overrated. He's, you know, yeah. the dude just came, you know, just and and you know how this is Philly, and a lot of times people, you know, they they overreact. Yeah, well, Foku, to me, I don't even know if that guy can play. Akeem Jordan, to me, is just a guy. We know they're not going to address linebacker in the first round. That much we know. And when they do address linebacker, we end up with Matt McCoy, 
uh, the Range Rover, Quinton Caver, we got Barry Gardner. They're not that good at drafting linebackers. This is a unit that's pretty bad. Bob, are you comfortable with Foku and, and Jordan on the opposite side of a guy with knee injuries? No, I don't think he can be. I mean, you look at uh, even a guy like Sean Merriman, who was dominant. You talked about him as one of the best linebackers in the league. Tears his knee up, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Bradley was not on Merriman's level. I mean, obviously he didn't have the time to get there, but, uh, man, it's going to be tough for Bradley to come in and be even half of what he was in 2008, I think. Now, I, 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 I like Jordan a little more than you do. I think he was playing – he was playing uh, really well before he got hurt. But, uh, man, and, and strong side, strong side, well, that's been an issue since Carlos Hemmings left. So, yeah, I see, no they idea. made a mistake. They moved Jordan into the middle. And, you know, first he got hurt, and then they got him playing out of position. You know, Jordan's not a bad player. I no, he's he not. Was, he's not bad. No, well, you know, and I thought he was a good player when he was healthy, and you could see he was getting better. Uh, he was, you know, they, they were, he, he rarely would see them making the yardage to the side. Uh, he'd get his hands on some balls. He's a good cover guy in there on nickel. And I think he went backwards last year because he scrambled his head up, moving him around, and he was hurt. You know, so then you started seeing his limitations and things. So uh, I, I think he, I think he could be a better linebacker. And now, Foku, you got to realize he was a rookie, and he was over aggressive and did a lot of stupid things. Uh, you know, they think they can make him a, a good ball player. I think he's got a better chance than Gokong. So, you know. Uh, Gokong belongs in the 34 defense somewhere. He really does, and he could probably be pretty good at it. But speaking of guys that had their heads messed up from being a rook moving around, we kind of mentioned uh, Aaron Cantman before, uh, who the Packers decided to make an outside linebacker even though his strength was rushing the passer. Do you worry? I mean, this is a guy coming off a knee surgery, and he's 30, and he hasn't had double-digit sacks since 2007. Is this somebody you really think the Eagles should be pressing for? Uh, I think that's a matter of, you know, they're looking at what's out there. And now a lot of people are excited about him, and I don't think they factor in that, you know, he's coming off of knee surgery. And that's huge. You don't have that little split second. And, you know, all the game in is, is split seconds. That's all it is. And you have your little split second late or, or you're not early, you know, so, so you're just on time. So you don't make the big play. No, I, I don't think he's going to be, you know, extraordinary or as good as he could be for a year or so until he gets, comes off of that. Because especially talking about a guy with a little weight, you know, I, I think they come, you know, they definitely take a lot longer to come, uh, come, away, come back from those knee surgeries. Yeah, look what happened to, uh, what's his name in, in New York, uh, O.C. He lost his starting job. I mean, uh, yeah, fair enough. Know, good player, great player, you know, not the same. Well, to play off what you're saying, G, a couple things re regarding uh, Cantman. A, and by no means I'm not a doctor, so I can only go based on what I hear. But it is apparently not that bad uh, of an injury, how, uh, at least how bad he had it uh, in terms of this tear. Uh, I mean, obviously an ACL tear is an ACL tear, but according to the, uh, to the doctors out there, I mean, if you're going to have a mild grade of it, he had it. Um, but the reason I'm interested or intrigued in Cantman isn't necessarily because, you know, he's this great pass rusher even though I think we all know he is, or at least was when he was healthy. Um, but, he, I mean, he seems to do everything pretty well. He's a good run stopper. What I, what I like out of Aaron Campman is, is his motor. Uh, he's a high-energy guy, and from what I hear, for all purposes, from what I hear, 
Uh, he's a great leader. And for a team that, you know, we were talking about who's the leader, where's the leader, uh, losing guys on defense uh, especially, I mean, he could be a guy that can come in, if, if anything, and, and bring some leadership back in the locker room. So that's something I think this team desperately needs. Okay, uh, let, let me just say this. Okay, to me, you know, uh, the leadership factor, I, I think that, uh, you know, that it has its place. But I also think it's a lot of BS because – how many how many times have they been to the playoffs with him as the leader? You know, Who was the you know, what's that? Who Campman? Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. You know, he's right. he's a leader. You know, uh, good players I think make leaders. You know, a guy's a good leader. You got good players around him. You know, and everybody plays well. And and you know, if um, Eagles don't have players and somebody's getting their butt kicked, you could have Brian Dawkins out there talking to him. You could be bringing in leaders from whatever. You know. So I, at times I think that, you know, that's fine and everything. But, see, if Campman doesn't come in and he doesn't, he's not playing well, nobody's going nobody's gonna to care what he's got to say. All right, well, so, well, not necessarily what he says, but what he does, NG, because, like I said, he has a high motor. One of the cuts on Peppers is that he takes plays off, that he takes games off. Okay. Now, I tell you, you know what? you're getting 16 games out of him, and every snap you're getting 100 percent from him. So, if anything, from that standpoint, can can younger players or guys around him take from that? Yeah, I think they can. But but this is my point with him. I was just reading a thing, uh, and uh, Andrew um, Brandt uh, okay. in uh, National Football Post, they had a little blurb that he wrote. Okay, I, I didn't think what he wrote made any sense because, first of all, he says, this guy's a high-motor guy, this guy's – I couldn't speak high enough of him. And then he says, well, uh, he came in and um, and the new coach put in the 34 – and, you know, he just didn't seem to take to it. And then he became indifferent. And it just seemed, you know, I'm, I'm going like, what? I thought you just said, you know. But, but the bottom line was that really he did not take to that 34, okay. And because he wasn't making plays, nobody cares what you got to say when you're not making plays. And so yeah. my thing is if he gets healthy, see, and I don't know that he's going to be ready to really blaze if he comes in, he's playing for the Eagles, and he's talking and he's hustling and everything, but he's not making any plays, guys will say, look, man, shut the hell up and make a play. <laughs> I'm just telling you. So if he gets healthy, you know, he might be able to help him. but that's the whole thing. And they've got to be willing to give him some time to get all the way back because if he does make some plays, then he can take a leadership role. And, and I, I always think the best leader is the guy that makes the play to win the game. You know, uh, I, you know, we talk about leadership. Brian Dawkins, last year, they got the, their season on the line. Last game against Kansas City, great leader, Brian Dawkins. They gave up like forty points. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I'm going like, not with a great leader on the team. You know, if you got some dogs, you can't lead them. And they're not good players. You know, I mean, you, that, that leadership only goes goes, goes goes so far. If you got good players, then, man, you can have some great leaders in there because guys are making plays and you got good players. <laughs> I agree with you on that, Jim. we got to take a break. We'll get into the rest of this on the other side. This is T-Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Two point eight seconds left to left. 
high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in NFL history? Tune in to Wide Open with Andre Rison. Andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport. There'll be celebrity guests, coaches, players, artists, and more. He'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week. Tune in to Wide Open with host Andre Rison. Featured Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Sports Channel. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time for IS Outdoors on the Voice America Sports Channel. With their combined experience of 60 years in the woods, Brock and Don have traveled widely creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they are also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. IS Outdoors offers brisk interaction with the audience, soliciting opinions and questions on a wide range of outdoors subjects. Tune in every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time to the IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. Right, we're back on this busy free agent uh, Friday. I'm Michael Warren. We're with G. Cobb, Bob Cunningham, Jason Ashworth. And starting to talk some Eagles, and G. made a, uh, touched on something that I think we, we need to discuss, especially on today when everybody's flying around. you got this guy going here, this guy's traded to these people, a lot of, a lot of people getting cut. Now, we had talked before about Aaron Cantman 
and he's coming off an injury, so you say, well, we've got to give him time to get back, and I agree with that. If the Eagles are going to get a guy like that, if they're keeping Donovan, that doesn't really jive with me because if you're keeping Donovan, one of the things you don't have is time. You've got about a year to come in here and get it done. Uh, so do you think they're – are they not doing enough – uh, if they're planning on keeping Donovan, is there stuff they should be doing right now that they're not doing? Are they smart in not jumping in to the Julius Pepper sweepstakes at $15 million a year, 14 whatever he's getting, or Antrell Roll at 8 Do you think they're not doing enough? No. I don't know who you're asking it to, but I'll answer it. I'm going to say no, of course they're not doing enough. You don't, that's kind of why I thought they were going to hop on Peppers because at the very, at the very least he's a pass rushing defensive end. He's ready now. Uh, say what you will about him. Pay what you will. He's ready now. If you're going to go ahead and, and release guys and let the best players move now and say, okay, well, we're going to get Donovan McNabb for one year because he gives us the best opportunity to win. Well, guess what? He hasn't won yet. Not with the talent you have around him. Not with the team you've made so far. So for them to sit quiet, that's it's definitely not meshing up. All right, well, then here's a question. Bob, you tell me then. If they got to make a move and do something if they're keeping Donovan, I think we all agree they have to because it, he, he's a win-now player. Should they be looking at more of these restricted free agents and saying, look, if we got to bring in about an Antoine Basset, who's tendered at the first-round level, they need safety help. Would you give up the first-round pick? Would you get involved in that? No, and I think that's where you get into trouble, where uh, you're looking at uh, a limited free agent pool and saying, well, i got to win now, and uh, you start giving up too much for guys. I think they'd be better off sitting at 24th overall and taking uh, whichever safety happens to be available there rather than going with uh, Bethea. I mean, yeah, you got to get guys uh, around McNabb, but you still got to be smart. I don't think you can uh, dive into the deep end right away and uh, – and start overpaying for guys. You still got to be smart about it. They do need to fix this defense, though. I mean, as far as what's around Donovan physically on, on the offensive side of the ball, they're in pretty good shape there. Would have liked to see Chester Taylor with McCoy. That, that might have been nice. Um, but anything else out there, uh, G, that you can think of that, that the Eagles should be looking at free agent wise as some of the dust settles here? Um, you know, I, don't, I don't think, you know. They're not going to be involved with Dansby or anything like that. And some of these other guys are all but gone. Is there anybody else you can think of they should, they should be going after on defense? Well, you know, um, I was thinking of uh, there's a safety from Pittsburgh. I, you know, I mean, I don't Ryan know how Clark. good he is. He's not that good. Was it Ryan something other? Ryan Clark. Yeah, Ryan, yeah Clark. Ryan Clark. You know, uh, I don't know when he was, how much he was tendered, you know, or, or whether he was or whether he's just free out there. You know, uh, maybe they might be able to find a, a – um, a decent veteran out there, that, you know, for a good number. Uh, because, you know, you don't need anybody great. You just need somebody that's able to, you know, uh, you know do their job decently. You know, they're, they're, they're maybe a good player. They don't need a great player. Uh, somebody that, that's there so that you draft a rookie and you got some insurance. Uh, and that's the thing they need is, you know, to, to, uh, to think that you're going to draft somebody and you're sure that he's going to come in and help you the first year. You can't be sure about rookies like that. So I think they've got to do something, and they've got to go ahead and, and find some veteran help in some of these places because um, it really doesn't make sense to hang on to McNabb unless you're going to improve the team. It just doesn't, you know, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I agree, G. And if you're going to go and you are going to roll the dice, worst-case scenario here, and uh, and allocate your 24th pick, whether it be safety or whatever position on defense they choose to address, 
the unfortunate situation is you don't have three first-round picks. So if you don't go out, you don't address that pass-rushing defensive end. You, you leave your safety to a, to a rookie, and you don't address your, your linebacking uh, core. And In fact, you now cut Witherspoon. You still have a hole uh, at running back alongside of McCoy, unless they really plan on using Weaver that much more, which his contract may, uh, <clears throat> may lead us to believe. There's a lot of holes on this team to think that they're going to sit still, address it in the draft, and, and compete for McNabb in his final year, his alleged final year. At, at 24, I mean, we, you mentioned safety and then a defensive end. You know, if, if there's a tackle I love at 24, I'd grab him. I mean, Trevor Laws, what's he giving you? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, don't. Patrick would mostly come off the field on third down. You dress, I, I don't. I think that's silly. I, you can't address, in my opinion, you can't address a tackle at twenty four. I'm saying if you really like one, if you think there's a guy just, that, that is that good, I don't have a problem taking him. If you really yeah, like him, I'm not saying I, I mean, don't take one just to take one. You better be active in free agency then, because there are just too many holes for you to take a guy that you like when you have pressing needs. Uh, and again, this is all this is all around the the scope of we're still in it to win it this year. Okay, so if they're if they're willing to take a step back for a year or two, if they're willing to let Kevin Cobb ride it out, uh, you know, and, and pass the reins and, and trade McNabb, get what you can, then I'm honestly I'm okay with then addressing a tackle at 24. If not, you need to plug your holes right now. Well, yeah. you know, that's where I think they've got a problem, but I, I think you do make a good point. You know, the whole thing with with uh, with McNabb though is that you know if, if you're going after one last year, then you know you, you should reflect that in other places. Yeah, what do you think, Bob? Gonna, I mean, uh, well, here's a bigger question. And not even what they're going to do to plug the holes. What are their options? That's my bigger concern. What are the Eagles' options? Well, I, I think, and I'll, I'll probably get uh, yelled at for you. probably think I'm crazy. But honestly, I think if you bring back Sean Jones and give him, give him, hear me out, give him an offseason to get into the, to the rhythm of being a starter, let him know he's the starter, uh, let him learn the system. I think he can play that center field like they need. I think he was thrown into it. He didn't pick up the system quickly enough, and he was learning on the fly. You bring him in, give him an entire off season to get in with a system he already kind of knows. I think he can be a good player. He was in Cleveland. I mean, one bad year, and we're writing off Sean Jones as this awful player. I think that's unfair. Yeah, I agree wow. with you, Bob. I agree with Bob. To be honest with you, I like Sean Jones more than I think most fans do. Uh, he, I mean, he's a playmaker. He struggled. He did, but I'm not. I'm not one that's writing him off just yet. Well, well, my 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 concern, my answer to that is that he didn't know the system. That's fine, but they replaced him with a kid who didn't know the NFL and didn't know the system. And they yeah, well, had your bet. Had your bet. You can replace him with a young kid who obviously is going to struggle just as much as. Oh, are we losing you? Hello? Uh, what, did you say something to me? Uh, we're losing Jay here, I think, but... Uh, <laughs> no, 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 uh, can you hear... Yeah, hold up on. I, I can yeah, I think we just guys. lost him. No, I can hear you guys. That, that's Hello? all right, because, hey, look, we're wrapping up right now anyway. They're, they're, uh, they're giving me the signal, so we we got to run for this week, but thank you guys. It's always a pleasure, and we'll have more to talk about next week. Everybody enjoy your weekend.
time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.